Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. How are you today? We are uh, trucking right along, episode 244. Pretty soon we'll be at episode 245. When? Well, no one can say. But, you know, what do you do? What do you do? We truck along and hopefully things go uh, go well for us. I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. Since last we spoke, we've got a lot of new stuff over at the site. Um, unfortunately, at the time I'm recording this, Coolio has let us down. Being the only person who hasn't added anything in a while. We've got some more Dragon Warrior 7 from me. Vampire from me. My Halloween spooky, spooky let's play. We've got God of War Ascension from Scarlet. Book of Demons from Scarlet. Jade brings us Corpse Party. Uh, he also brings us Misao and Shadowgate. Uh, the original Shadowgate, a stream of it. So, plenty of spooky, spooky stuff to watch for your spooky, spooky Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Over in the forums, our uh, latest 365 includes games like Skyblazer, The Tick, Pinocchio, and Kirby's Dreamland 3. And lately, it's been Mega Man Game Boy soundtracks going up over there as well. So if any of that strikes you a little fancy, uh, consider your fancy struck.
are Arthur, the boldest bladesman alive. You are caught in a dangerous quest. Fiendish foes and grim demons are about to hurl disaster your way. You must save the wondrous Princess Guinevere. But beware, the reeking ruler of the Forbidden Land can call forth evil and destruction. Who knows what creeping, leaping terrors haunt this dripping realm. You may lose your armor and your strength. You may be hexed. You may become a baby, a duck, or a skeleton. But you are never without a weapon, and magic awaits to help you. Destroy the witches, ogres, and ghosts. Escape the snapping skulls and ghastly ghouls, and save Guinevere from the mysterious depths of the Phantom Zone. In Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Well, that just sounds really great, doesn't it? Super Ghouls and Ghosts, action game for the Super Nintendo, developed and published by Capcom, released in 1991. One of several versions of the game. I played this uh, quite some time ago. I also noticed it doesn't have a banner. I need to fix that. Uh, played this quite some time ago. Um, unprofessional mode. I did use an infinite lives code, but the game gives you infinite continues, so I wasn't too concerned about that. Uh, I like this game. It's a very good game. Good graphics. The controls take a little getting used to because the physics are kind of strange. It The jump, it's almost like if Castlevania had a double jump. I don't know. The music's good and the graphics are good and I hope people like the gameplay and the let's play of it. Uh, I guess. I don't know. There it is. Just in time for Halloween, I do suppose. Weird how that worked out.
probably a terrible idea, but as I'm looking up uh, our review, I also need to get a um, banner made for Super Cools and Ghosts, because apparently we don't have one for it. So I'm going to try and just do that in the background here as much as I can. You know, shouldn't, shouldn't even be doing it right now, but hey, I'm a multitasker extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Um, so review-wise, we're kind of all over the place. We've got a, a lot of people really like it. Uh, a couple people really don't. Chrono Trigger fan liked it. There's that. Uh, there's one, two of our regulars. Nope, I don't see any others. Let's see. The, well, you both liked it. That doesn't help. We'll do that one, because that's an old one. And we'll do this one, because I think I'm going to hate it. <laughs> you know, you know how I go. Okay, let's see here. First, we're going to screenshot that, close that, paste that. Perfect. Starting with this one, the best Castlevania before SOTN, without a doubt. Full disclosure, I don't give two shakes about Symphony of the Night. It's fine. It's not God's gift to gamers. It's not even God's gift to Castlevania. It's fine. It is not perfect 10 out of 10 flawless. Uh, it's got some problems. And this is kind of something real quick on the side here. When people talk about, oh, Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy game ever, it's perfect. Or Symphony of the Night is the best Castlevania game ever, it's perfect. Or Majora's Mask is the best Zelda game ever, it's perfect. It bothers me less that people think it's the best one. It bothers me more that people will say these games are perfect. Um... Because even with, you know, Jay just restreamed Symphony of the Night not too long ago, or just streamed it, didn't restream it, excuse me. You know, there, there are people who will look at it and say, oh, this game is flawless. But you can, there are clear issues within the game that you can see just by playing the game. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, we had the Let's Play of that not too long ago, same thing. I was like, oh man, there's nothing wrong with this game, it's great. Except the... Translation's terrible, and the graphics are not very good, and some of the music is bad, and, you know, there's there are problems. And I wouldn't care so much if people liked it if they would just be able to admit that there are things wrong with it. Like, people... It's the same kind of people who... Well, how do I even want to say this? People are okay with, like... I adopted a dog. He has one ear. He's beautiful. That's fine. You don't have to say, he's perfect in every way. Anyway. 
The Castlevania series has always been a classic series, and also can be argued that it is Konami's best series of all. I tend to disagree, but everyone has their opinion. The first three NES games each featured outstanding gameplay and delivered fun gaming experiences. As a matter of fact, I look back and believe that no Castlevania deserves lower than a 7, and only Legends for the GB gets that honor. Yes, the Castlevania series is a very classic series, one of Konami's crown jewel series. I love it when they restate the first half and the second half. So what is the best Castlevania game? As much as I love this game, Super Castlevania 4, my vote would be for the greatest PlayStation game ever, Symphony of the Night. Well enough about the series, enjoy my review! <coughs> this is by Psycho Penguin, by the way. And you see what I'm talking about. Greatest PlayStation game ever, Symphony of the Night. got its problems. Graphics 10 out of 10. It still amazes me to this day that the graphics in SV4, Supervania 4, made in 1992, are better than the graphics in Castlevania Dracula X made in 1995. The backgrounds in this game are just amazing and Richter looks very nice. I, isn't Simon in Castlevania 4? The enemy designs are creative and unique, and no two enemies are designed exactly alike. The game also takes full advantage of the special mode 7 effects that the Super NES can utilize, and the result is some creative reversals of the screen. Great graphics! Music and sound, 10 out of 10. Again, more great stuff. The music in the Castlevania series has always been great, and this game is no exception. I will stop and say I totally agree. I think this is one of the best Castlevania soundtracks ever. Possibly the best. Um, I really like the addition of the new music as well as the remixes of the old music. And uh, you heard it was hard to pick music for the show last week because it was all really good. Okay. Uh, featuring the classic Castlevania tunes as well as creepy new tunes, this game's soundtrack is only outdone in the series by the unique and very well done soundtrack of Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night has a stupid soundtrack. Regardless, the tunes in this game are very great, the sound effects are great as well, great audio and visuals in a Castlevania game. Great! How many more times can we say great? Gameplay and control, 10 out of 10. If you've played any of the Castlevanias on the NES, then you'd know what to expect from the Super Nintendo version. The lack of originality is striking, but does not detract from the outstanding gameplay whatsoever. You play as Richter Belmont, I believe, I am pretty sure it's Simon in this one, and you go through lots of stages of madness to defeat the evil Count Dracula. It's a side-scrolling adventure game, but also has some platform action jumping. The Mode 7 effects also add to the gameplay as well. The control is right on, and precision jumping is easy. A problem I have with he series that you have to push down to head downstairs, but I understand why. Well, yeah, because you're going down. Great control and gameplay. Replay value and challenge. 8 out of 10. Uh-oh. Controversy. The Castlevania series has always been a big challenge, at least to me, and this game is no exception. So, that's it. No nothing about the replay value. No explanation as to why this doesn't get a 10. Overall, 10 out of 10. Great control, great graphics, outstanding gameplay, quality music, and the Castlevania name. What more could you want? Well, Psycho Penguin, I want you to do math properly, because it can't be perfect if you didn't give a perfect score to every uh, section here. And uh, I'd like you to review a game not based on its name. How about that? He gave it a 5. Flawless. I, I would imagine his Symphony of the Night review looks a lot the same, except replay value and challenge would be 10 out of 10. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. Okay, get Castlevania. Get Simon's Quest. Get Dracula's Curse. Get Bloodlines. Get Dracula X. Get SOTN. Get the 64 version. But by all means, don't get this. Super Castlevania 4 review by Brack. Oh boy. Uh, do you mention Symphony of the Night a bunch in your review? No, doesn't look like it. Super Castlevania 4 is one of the worst Castlevania games out there. Konami took advantage of their little cash crop and made this disappointing sequel. There are about as many levels as the first Castlevania. What? No. But less than half the challenge. Replay value is non-existent. Graphics, 10 out of 10. Despite the fact the game is disappointing, graphics is one of the two categories that doesn't disappoint. Everything is lush, detailed, and gorgeous. They give the game a spooky atmosphere. Sound 10 out of 10. This is the other exceptional category of this game. Everything is well done. The music is spooky. The sound effects are fairly realistic, and Simon Yelps when he's hurt sounds like a real person now. Gameplay 5 out of 10. Okay, this is where the game begins to fall apart. While the game is fun, it isn't nearly as compelling as most of the Castlevania games are. The game is a lot more like the first Castlevania. While the first one was excellent, a whole lot better than this piece of trash, it was made back in 1987. Konami made two more sequels before this one, and the third one being my personal favorite. Konami really should have added in some cool features from the first two sequels. Also, the few amount of levels leaves you wanting more. This game is longer than 1, 2, or 3. I don't know what he's talking about. Challenge, 4 out of 10. This game is so much easier than the other Castlevania games. Too easy, in fact. With a game that has about as much levels as Castlevania 1, but not as much... See, okay. Look. This game kind of, sort of, is a retelling, sort of-ish, of the first Castlevania game. Not like Dracula X is. But this game takes you through all of the stages in the castle from Castlevania 1. But there's also like another 25% more before that that is you getting to the castle. So I don't I don't know what he's talking about there. Uh, not as much challenge. You could blow through this game in a day. Also, you're given a password feature. Why the heck would you need that in a game that hardly has that many stages? Replay, 1 out of 10. Sorry, Charlie. Ain't nothing in this category. Castlevania 1 didn't have great replay value, but it did have a lot of challenge to keep you from beating it right away. Castlevania 2 had three different endings for you to find, and it had a bunch of hidden items as well. Castlevania 3, drool drool, allowed you to choose different routes during the game, leading you to different stages, different enemies, and different endings. 3 also allowed you to find companions along the way that could join your team. What does 4 have? None of the above. Well... If it's so much like 1, then it should have the things that 1 had. Overall, 3 out of 10, this game just stinks. The reviews the others gave it are way too high. Obviously, the majority of the reviewers didn't try the incredible Dracula's Curse before they tried this. How this made Nintendo Power's top 100, I may never know. Do not get this game by all means. If you're going to get a Konami action game for the NES, get something great like Burster Bursts Loose, Mystical Ninja, or even better, Contra 3. The heroes from Contra could easily blast Simon's head off. Well, they have guns, sir. 1 out of 5. 1.5. 1.5 rating from Brack on Super Castlevania 4. So, Penguin really loves the Symphony of the Night. I appreciate that Brack here didn't keep working it into his review. I don't appreciate that he compared it to the other games, especially NES games. Like you said, Castlevania 1 was 1987. This was 1991, so four years apart. Um... 
I, he really likes Castlevania 3. I really don't. I think it is the least fun of the Castlevania games on the NES. I think it's probably technically the most impressive, but I think it's the least fun. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Here's what I say. Super Castlevania 4 is a really good game and deserves to be played. Um, it's not as it's not as hard, that is for sure, as the older games. It doesn't have all the secrety kind of stuff in the different paths from the third game. But there are things that you yourself, the player, can do to make these games more challenging and more difficult. Do a whip-only run. Don't don't upgrade your whip. You know what I mean? There are things that you can do. You, you can do it in the first game, the third game, the second game. You can do all that stuff. So if you're looking for more challenge, that that really lies on you to do that.
I, I just realized I should have done this first. We finished, finished the banner while the uh, review segment was saving, so we're gonna go add it to the website right now. The Super Ghouls and Ghosts banner, if you weren't uh, following along earlier. It's very, it's, it's clever. Uh, edit this game entry. So you're getting, you're getting back of the bus stuff. Banner, we're gonna upload a new banner. We're gonna choose the file. Thanks Coolio for programming it to work this way. Okay, save new values. Bloop, view this game. Look at that. Beautiful. News time. Our lead story, Spooktacular. People like the spooks, I guess. Can we talk about something real quick? Spoopy? Shut up. If you say spoopy, shut up. Stop being dumb. You're dumb. Fans of Fright this Halloween may want to travel to Summertown, Tennessee to see if they become the first visitor to make it all the way through the haunted house experience called McCammy Manor. These, uh, the rewards are compelling. Along with notoriety, a person who completes the tour will receive $20,000, but the demands are great too. Along with bringing a bag of dog food for owner Russ McCammy's dogs, you need to be at least 21 years old, watch a two-hour video of other contestants failing, complete a sports physical with a doctor's letter, pass a background check, bring proof of medical insurance, sign a 40-page waiver, and pass a drug test. WFLA, that's probably Florida, reports McCammy doesn't allow cursing during the visit. If you utter a curse word, he'll subtract money from the $20,000 prize. But don't despair. McCammy does have a safe phrase for those who want to bail out. Quote, you really don't want to do this. You're right. We don't. Doesn't that sound fun? Doesn't it? Perfect. Recent alarming headline, the San Diego Humane Society was summoned to a convenience store parking lot in Del Mar, California on October 8th after law enforcement officers responded to calls of concern about a van parked there near one of San Diego's toniest neighborhoods. Officers found a woman living in the van with more than 300 pet rats. Humane Society Captain Dane Cook told the San Diego Union Tribune, this was not a cruelty case, this was a relinquishment. The unidentified owner said she'd gotten started with two pet rats, but the situation had got out and got gotten out of control, and she agreed to surrender all of them, many of which were juveniles or pregnant. Officers spent several days tearing the van apart and recovered 320 animals, about half of which were put up for adoption. Meanwhile, the woman has found a place to live with the help of a GoFundMe page. Well, good for her. Let's make sure that it doesn't happen again. The Name Game. You probably thought Tupac Shakur died in 1996 in Las Vegas. Little did you suspect there's another Tupac A. Shakur walking the streets or pacing the jail cells of Washington County, Tennessee. Shakur, 40, was arrested October 19th after he threatened Johnson City, Tennessee. Hey, police officers with a knife, Fox News reported. Police were able to wrestle Shakur to the ground, but they also found a syringe and bags of methamphetamine and charged him with aggravated assault, resisting arrest, and simple possession of meth and unlawful drug paraphernalia, as opposed to complex possession. It is unclear whether Shakur's name was from his birth or whether he changed it to match the rappers. How is it unclear? Look it up, Fox News. Oh, wait, never mind. You don't look things up, you're Fox News. Unclear on the concept, Andrew Blackwell, 25, has his sights set on a particular home in Salt Lake City, Utah, and apparently will stop at nothing to make it his own. Since late August, Blackwell, a neighbor of the property, has been repeatedly entering the home, according to court papers, even after being told by police that he does not have the authority to do so. He's been doing work around the house, including removing trees and shrubbery, installing new locks, and telling other neighbors he had bought the house. 
Blackwell told police he offered the elderly owner of the home, who lives elsewhere, $90,000 for her property, which has a market value of $363,000. In Salt Lake City, that is not a very big place. Court documents state that after the owner refused the offer, he told her he would forge any document needed to get the property from her, according to KUTV. Finally, on October 18th, police issued a warrant for Blackwell's arrest on charges of burglary, forgery, stalking, theft, three counts of criminal trespassing, and criminal mischief. That is... There's something. There's like gold buried in the floor. You know what I mean? That's that's how that is. Like nothing will stop me from getting your house, woman. There's gold in your walls and it's going to be mine. And then Scooby-Doo happens. Questionable judgment. On-air reporter Angel Cardenas with KMAX TV in Sacramento, California, was fired on October 21st after a bizarre incident at the Sacramento International Auto Show the day before. During a broadcast before the show opened, Cardenas climbed on at least two of the privately owned show cars and dinged another when he opened the door against it. No one is out here to tell me which car I can't go in, so I'm just going to go live on the wild side, he told viewers before posing atop a Ford Thunderbird. I feel like a kid in a candy store, he said, according to Fox News, who didn't look that up. The producer of the auto show contacted the general manager of the TV station and was told Cardenas had been terminated. It's probably fair. Overreaction. Truck driver Cesar Schmitz of Enos Marques Bar Brazil, excuse me, was not expecting Brazil to be there, was just trying to make his wife happy when he launched an effort to ride their ba- rid their backyard of cockroaches. Excuse me. She begged me to destroy their nest under the ground once and for all. Schmitz, traditional Brazilian name, 48 explained. After chemicals failed to do the job, the Daily Mail reported, Schmitz decided setting fire to the hole would work, so on October 18th, he poured a cap full of gasoline into the hole and tossed in a lighted match. After a couple of misfires caught on his home security camera, a match landed, and Schmitz and his dog are seen ducking for cover as the resulting explosion sends turf and lawn furniture flying through the air. The gasoline itself had ignited, but it also set off the highly combustible methane from the bug's venom that had accumulated in an air pocket under the grass. I wish I'd thought this through, Schmidt said. He admitted it made a huge mess. Well, I would hope so. But said ultimately his scheme was a success. The cockroaches are gone. I like that he admitted that he blew up the backyard. As if like, ah, I don't, the cockroaches must have done it. it. Wasn't me. Wait, what? 20-year-old Cody Christopher Mater of St. Petersburg, Florida entered a Pinellas Park Target store on October 22nd where he sought a large Olaf stuffed doll from the Disney movie Frozen, the smoking gun reported. Mater, Mater, probably gonna go Mater, uh, placed it all on the floor and climbed on to have his way with poor Olaf, according to the criminal complaint. After finishing, he returned the character to the shelf and proceeded to the toy department where he, quote, selected a large unicorn stuffed animal and repeated his offensive behavior. Mater was detained in the store and later charged with criminal mischief. Mater's father told police that his son, quote, Def has a history of this type of behavior. Mater posted bond and was released from custody had his way with you fill in the blanks inexplicable stacy wagers 45 of tampa florida is suing the don cesar hotel in saint pete beach is that supposed to be saint peter's or is it just saint peach over an incident that happened in november 2018 she and a friend were celebrating her birthday at the hotel's maritana grill when they observed a waiter pouring a liquid over a nearby table's dessert that made it smoke they commented to the waiter that the effect was cool and he poured liquid nitrogen into their water glasses which they then drank 
Of course, I didn't think it was dangerous at all, Waiters told NBC News. He had just poured it on a dessert. But the lawsuit filed October 11th says Waiters immediately fell ill, eventually having to have her gallbladder and parts of her stomach removed where the chemical had burned the tissue. Her attorney says she will have lifelong digestion issues. This is one of those situations where... This also happened in Florida somewhere. Um... A, a lawyer went to a restaurant and ordered like artichoke or something and he proceeded to eat the whole thing instead of just the heart and got really sick and then sued the restaurant for not telling him how to eat the food he himself had ordered you know what I mean it's like if you went to uh, I don't know Wendy's and ordered a burger and then proceeded to just eat it in the box and like they didn't tell me to take it out you know what I'm saying? You should, you know, don't drink gases in liquid form. It's not, not smart. Least competent criminal, quick thinking employee of a Boost mobile store in Philadelphia helped police catch a thief on October 22nd, according to CBS3. The employee was in the store alone when a 19-year-old man entered, pulled a gun, and demanded money. Can you give me a few minutes? The employee responded, I give you money. I have another employee outside, and he took the key. But after that, I give you, he explained. The robber agreed, and the employee left the store, locking the door from the outside and trapping the criminal inside until a SWAT team arrived. The frustrated suspect shot his gun through the glass door, but no one was hurt. Did he leave after that? You broke the glass. I, that's an interesting accent for Philadelphia. I give you money. I have another employee outside, and he took the key, but after that, I give you...
Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Electric Leftovers. A rare early morning edition. Probably should have said. Um, it's that time of year where I don't have a whole lot of work to do outside. And since it is currently... Let's look. It was 8 degrees a minute ago. Uh, it is 7 degrees now. It is 7 degrees. I don't really want to work outside when it's 7 degrees, so I go into work later. Hopefully it will be maybe even 12 by the time I get there. That would be great. Uh, yeah, early morning thing. This will be a thing for a little while. Probably. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, one way or the other. It is, of course, appreciated. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to subscribe to the show, you can do so on any podcast software of your choice. Uh, I am available on YouTube. Old episodes uh, coming up a week before the new ones. Um, you can catch us on Spotify and at lowbiasgaming.net slash electric leftovers. Speaking of lowbiasgaming.net, that's where you can find the videos of all the stuff we talk about here on the show. And if you would like to support the show, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine. It helps out a little bit, just, you know, no one getting rich off of this show, especially me, that's for sure. But, you know, this is kind of how it goes. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you have a great time. Have a good Halloween. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play it from there. Goodbye. Brought to you by... Electric Leftovers is a low-bias gaming production. Low-bias gaming. We play games.